0: This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer.
1: Archery! Unfiltered. Yeah, archery. Unfiltered.
0: Alright, I'm here with my special guest, my buddy Travis. His name is Travis Poole. What's up, Travis? What's going on, buddy? Dude, um... You shot really fucking good in Darrington, man, and uh like I've kind of been watching you. Well, I mean, like I see your name. Like I saw I saw you at you know Outlaws and and Redding and stuff, or I think I saw you at Outlaws. But I I've seen your name more and more, and especially this year seems right. to be a year that you're you're hitting exceptionally hard. Right. So, uh. Yeah, man. I just I wanted to get you on and pick your brain a little bit.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's an honor to be here.
0: An honor, <laughs> dude. The honor is mine, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Travis. Why don't we just start with like the, you know, the like intro stuff, right? Like um, sure. for people that don't know you, um, tell us where you shoot out of.
1: So I am based out of Grants Pass, Oregon, which is in the southern part of Oregon. Uh, I'm not affiliated with a shop, Uh, I shoot for Capital One. Okay. And so, that's pretty much it. I have a range here pretty close to my house, is Josephine County Sportsman Association. They have a pretty good range here, and, uh, that's pretty much what I do, and I just travel around the world shooting as of now. Sweet, man. Yeah.
0: So, dude, I've seen you shooting, like, and as far as outlaws go, it looked like... To me, you were – there's a class of shooter that I call, like, the 915 shooter, which is pretty much the contender. You know, it's a breakout – basically a breakout shooter, which is someone who is going to be in, like, the top 10 and then – or top 8, top 5, and on any given day can shoot up to, like, a 918, 920 and really really shake shit up. And that's how – you know – I've always known you to be like a, a, one of these nine fifteen breakout guys, and it seems like you're just hitting like exceptionally hard this year. Um, what tournaments did you shoot this year, aside from oh, aside I from not,
1: I feel like me and my partner that I travel with absolutely everywhere. Louis, have been on the road for seems like six months, uh-huh. but uh, we have shot everything from the beginning of March till. Uh, this coming up weekend Um, this is the very first weekend we've had off Um, so I I can't name everything we've shot but there's been from local to national shoots we've shot everything of course we shot uh, break the barriers Darrington Redding Uh Uh, we shot uh, Nevada City I saw you guys break the barriers yep we did we shot and break the barriers and then we Uh, from that point forward, I think that, uh, we just kind of stayed a little bit more local. And then when the big ones would come up, we would travel out to any of those. We had Darrington planned for an entire year. Oh, wow. That was one that we had never, we'd never been to that. And we'd never even been up that far. Uh So whenever we got the opportunity to go to that, we thought, man, let's go. And so we did.
0: Hell yeah. I imagine you're pretty happy you did.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes and no. I had a fantastic time up there. That is one of the greatest courses, I think, that uh, man has ever stepped foot on. Now, I've never been to Silver Arrow yet, but uh, Uh Darrington is something special. I think everybody. You are not alone. If you think you're a good shooter, I think you need to go there.
0: Yes, you are not alone, dude. Great shooters have told me that is the place to go to test yourself. And it's something that. I, people don't come away from it being like, that course kicked my ass. They come away from it like, oh, my God, that course showed me something. Like, Yes, you know and it I mean? showed.
1: I heard that all weekend while I was there from the very first. So we got to go up. I think we left on a Wednesday afternoon, and we got up there, and I think we shot. You no, know, we definitely did. We shot Thursday for a practice round, and there was quite a few targets, which on the course that's called Bobcat, uh-huh. um, and that one there is a tough one too but it's not as hard as coyote everybody has mixed feelings on that but we shot that one and i really knew that this weekend was going to be i had expectations going in and those went out the window pretty quick (laughs) dude so you're one of
0: these humble guys too i guess
1: (laughs) yeah it was uh i really wanted to go up there because the weekend prior to that i had shot the best field round of my life really um yeah i did i shot a 550 i shot a 558 was 71 or 72 I can't remember exactly God, off top of my head.
0: Damn that. And
1: uh it was this in practice really, was I,
0: this with Louie
1: like what yeah, no this was 100% with practice. Uh-huh. But it was on a flat course and I wanted to know I just wanted to learn more about my bow. I've I've been testing theories and things like that and then I shot that and I thought okay we're ready to go to Darrington. What uh what and, bow are you shooting? Uh right now I shoot a PSE RTX it's oh, a nice! 40. The Supra, Super RTX. Yep. Yeah. yep, Super RTX to so shoot. It, it's a forty. Uh huh. Um, and that has been the that has really been the key to my success. I watched, and everyone else around me watched as well, and they've talked about it. How it went from you know we were shooting nine hundreds, nine tens in there, mm-hmm. and then we started going to where we can count on a hand. You know how many you're down on the weekend. Yeah. So it, it was a big it was a big step.
0: Yeah, dude. Gaius Carter. Uh, also. Really whoops some fucking ass with that RTX man,
1: and he has been my go-to man on everything for a good long while now, and he has been really. Yeah, he has been my uh, he's been in my corner for a long time. Oh, that's he's cool, dude. My, he's one of my good friends, so he is he's the one that convinced me to go that route. That's uh, I struggled. Dude. I got a duo. I got that. I got a new PSE mm-hmm. uh, duo. Yeah, yep, I got a Dominator duo. Had it in a forty. And I just struggled to shoot the bow, and I finally figured out because I shot Louis' Perform X's blue one, uh-huh. and when I shot it, I just didn't like how wide it was at the top, and I struggled with it, and it and it showed itself, it showed its evil head again whenever I picked up my duo, uh-huh. and it just wasn't as great. So now I shoot an RTX, and I'm very happy with that.
0: Hell yeah, dude! I yeah. dude, if I were to get a bow, it would definitely be an RTX
1: right now. Yeah. Well, you shoot your elite fire.
0: Yeah, I, I, I am a bit of a whore with bows, and I really like the elites. That's going to be where I settle for a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's good to hear.
0: Um, dude, we're talking about Louis. You're talking about Louis Sheedy, right? Did I bring this Absolutely. up Absolutely. Um, yep. yes yeah. Louis. I love Louis Sheedy. Uh, I've competed against Louis for a long time. Um, he's a fucking stellar dude. Uh. You know, I know you guys were, like, buddies, and Elliot Peters told me that one of these days, I get you both on because you guys are apparently some kind of riot, (laughs) some kind of force to be reckoned with.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah, Elliot is uh, one of my very close friends, too, and he is no slouch. That guy will throw you something that you won't forget.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's cool, dude. So, let's go over – Let's go over your time in Darrington, man. So okay. I'm looking at your scores.
1: Looks like day one you shot a 550. Yeah, not exceptional. That was uh, that was a, a that was just a whole debacle there.
0: Are you serious? But a 550 at Darrington is what you would call a debacle.
1: Yeah, it was a full blown debacle, Wendell. Um, so I went up there. We shot the practice day, and I think I missed uh, three dots on the practice day. Uh huh. And so I had a pretty good confidence going in to day one mm-hmm. and it just didn't, it didn't roll out as good as it, I thought it was going to. There was a lot of nerves walking up to the very first target. Mm-hmm. There really was. And, uh, we got started on a pretty bottom land course down there and the, the second target of the day was just a bomb. And I think it just threw me off. My mental game as not as strong as it should be. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of waned throughout the day. I didn't miss a bunch through, you know, in, no, in I, one section, I, I just say, missed them, I just missed them kind of periodically throughout the day.
0: I was going to say five fifties an admirable score, you know?
1: Yeah. So. And I had a goal of going up there shooting, uh, I had a goal up there of 550s and that's what I wanted. Uh-huh. And so when I walked off the course, I was happy, but it was at the bottom of where I wanted to be. Uh-huh. Um, but and it put me in a decent spot for day one. It yeah. Did. Day
0: one, you're sitting at the top tied with, uh, were you tied with a couple guys?
1: Yeah, that was – it was a rat race all weekend until the very last target of the it day. fucking grind, dude. Yeah, it was a grind. It was a nerve-wracking grind. <laughs> so, you okay, so
0: day one, you shoot a 550. It's under where you want it to be. You chalk it up to nerves, I take it, yes. right? So what do yes, you sir. do that night when you go back to your hotel room? Like, you talk well, to anybody? we got
1: to we got a – we – so it was me, Graceland Chambers. She's from North Carolina uh-huh. and her sister, Alex and Louie. We got like a a whole castle.
0: uhhuh.
1: We got an Airbnb, and it was probably forty five minutes from the range. Well, for what we thought we were gonna do is we were gonna stay around and shoot and and whatever. Well, that ended up that they had no transportation, so we ended up having it was a full blown debacle. Like I said, we had to fit one, two, three, four, five people in a tiny, basically like Mazda Prius looking thing <laughs> with all of the bows. We left our bows at the range on Wade's trailer. No one had any equipment. We oh. would just we would leave in the afternoon, lay our bows in the bushes, come back the next morning, pick them up, and go shoot them. Oh, dude. Yeah, it was brutal. That's Wade Smith. Yeah, Wade Smith, Bright Strings. Bright Strings! <laughs> Shout out Bright Strings.
0: <laughs> oh, that's nice of him. Okay, so you didn't get to do a bunch of practice in between or, or shoot, no, shoot that was anything none. out of your system no. when you got back. So what? how did you handle... Like, So give me the rundown. You didn't get to do your original plan on day one. What did you guys end up doing?
1: So what we ended up... Are you referring to the house situation or oh, leaving afterwards?
0: No, I mean specifically like... Like you're saying, it was a debacle, so I imagine you got 550, you're feeling the nerves, you're feeling, you you, you know, you either feeling right. like you just made it, like you skated through today, or you're under where you wanted to be.
1: No, I definitely came away from that day, the very first five or ten minutes after coming off the day, I'm like, man, I, I really blew it, I already blew it this weekend, so let's just have fun.
0: Yeah, so what and what I I want to know and- is, how did, yeah, how
1: did you deal with that on day one? I feeling. just ch- I chalked it up to nerves. I chalked it up to okay, this is your third field round ever in competition. This is my third one. I've never done this. I don't do field. Holy shit! I shot, I shot a handful of zeros at state field this year because uh-huh. it was, and, and, and that's just something that I do. So I was basically <laughs> what I was really wanting to do was walk away from the weekend, not shoot any zeros right. and shoot in the five fifties. And let's get realistic. Make the podium. That
0: was going to be a big
1: goal too. Hell yeah.
0: Okay, so day two comes in.
1: Day two comes in. Roll into the the second day. Uh, we are we are flighted in. Our how many? You know the guys at the top are on this are on that bail. Mm-hmm. So you have all the top guys. So you can compete right there on your bail against the guys that are you know number one, two, three, and four because you get four guys for the bail. Yeah. So it was me, Louie, and then Hunter and Matt Lindquist. I think I'm saying the second kid's name right uh, or third kid's name right, Hunter. I think that was his name. Okay. Um, and they all shot well. Louis shot, I think, a five fifty-two or three. I mean, they were all they were shooting really, really well. Damn. And they were all ahead of me. So now it's my time to go in there and try to chase them up the ladder, you know, figuratively speaking. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we did that all day, and we got the hardest course of the weekend on day two of course mm-hmm. um those guys kind of weathered a little bit it seemed like on second day uh we all ended up tied up at some point during the day i think it's about halfway through we'd all dropped some i'd gained some and we were all super close and then at the end of the day uh everybody pretty well dropped off of that and i seemed like i had skated my way through those guys and i was ready to you make my final straight. approach on sunday you held steady I did. I shot a 51 Yeah, picked up. Uh, and I think you I shot, up. yeah, I picked one up on that, uh-huh. which I was super happy with. Cause actually when we were going through, we had to do the electronic scoring on the phone, just like we did in Reading this year, mm-hmm. which was perfectly fine. That ran very, very smoothly. The NFA did a fantastic job there. I know everybody was hating the one in Reading. <laughs> um, so we went through and did all that and I thought I was way further down than I was. And then the last target of the day, they gave me, a total on it, and I was like, "Oh, well, here we go." It's like a 65 yard walk up, 30 degree downhill. I'm like, "Oh, we can lose the whole day right here." And I didn't end up doing that, which was great, and walked away with a 551, which was awesome.
0: That's badass, dude. Especially
1: yeah. on, on, you know, the the known challenging course. Yes, the very known one. The, oh, everybody talks about. You know, you're sitting there, and it's like a little a little cricket chirping. Oh, wait till you go over here. Wait till you go over here. Like, okay, well, tomorrow's gonna suck.
0: I did like, so okay, the next day, are you flighted with a different group of guys? Yes, I am. I am flighted the, with. The I don't
1: remember end. how the standings worked out. I think I moved up one every single day. Mm-hmm. I think I went fourth, third, and then second. Uh huh. I think that's how that worked. So on the final day, I've got some absolute killers. I've got you know Sean Elza. Yes. not, not a guy that's going to give you any slack. Hell no. I've got a guy. I've got a guy from over. I think he's from Texas. Um yeah Logan the, the the young gentleman that won, uh-huh. uh and then I've got uh Alex Cooley which had a super unfortunate event. I think he went through three bows on the weekend. Was not a good weekend for oh, him. Oh damn. Yeah, he went through three bows, lost a bearing in his Invicta, picked up a stratus of somebody else's, finished out the day with a smoke in 555 I think it was. God damn And man. then and then we had Hunter uh or not Hunter the uh, yes, yeah, Hunter the kid and he came out of there, and he was swinging, too. And we that was our bail for Sunday morning. So how,
0: how did the animal round treat you?
1: Oof, talk about the animal round. The animal round was something that I knew I was going to struggle with. Everybody else kept telling me, you shoot these tiny dots all day. This is your thing. Well, right. it ended up not being my thing. Uh, I don't think I hit, but, like, 14 or 16 of those things. Uh-huh. It was not a very good animal round. But what happened is we were all, every one of us were tied up. I'm pretty sure, or pretty close to tied, within one point of each other, in like I don't know, probably 10, 12 targets in. Uh, and so then we had Hunter from over there. You know, he shoots ASA all the time, so he's very well well versed in aiming at tiny things and aiming at nothing. Mm-hmm. And he came out there after that and just skated away from us. So then it was me, Sean Elza, and Alex Cooley, and I was finally able to get around Sean, which what I really wanted to try to do.
0: I can imagine. Was, dude, Sean's such a beast. It's like if you can dude,
1: Sean is nothing, he will throw you something that is just ridiculous and you won't forget it again ever. <laughs> and He just won't. That guy does not give you any slacks. <laughs> but I knew something was I knew something was wild whenever he grabbed my Allen wrenches out of my out of my pouch and started twisting on his limb bolts. He's Oh like, no. Yeah. This does not this doesn't feel right. But then as soon as he did that and I played some beastie boys, he went flying, never missed again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's badass, dude.
1: So yeah, he was on fire.
0: When you're shooting the animal round, did you did you have a strategy of like aiming for the dot or aiming for a scoring ring or what? Did did you change uh, plans? Did you have anything like that go down?
1: My plans changed. I think about every other target. It really yeah, did. Yeah, I've
0: been there, dude.
1: So when we got when we got super close to each other, and cause it seemed like we were checking scores back to back to make sure everything matched. Uh-huh. And of course, you hear them. You can't. Yeah. You're not deaf. You're gonna hear them. And then you're hearing, oh, you're just one under this guy, or you're just here right here. Or, Everybody's tied up. And you're like, man, yeah. Here we go. And then you'd walk up to a 59 yarder that's out there, and it's got a little bitty dot on it. And you're thinking, man, if I hit this, I'll get one on this guy, or or, or just whatever. So the plans change and they shouldn't have. That's something that I'm working, trying to work on today. That. Your plan should always be the same from the day that you walk in to the day you leave. It should stay the same. I like that, dude. I like it that. Should really, it really should. I've been working a lot with Joel and Bodie here as of late, uh-huh. um, and I think that that's going to be a, a big step for me as well because I've dealt with some issues there, and they've really helped me oh, in the past. It's been a couple of months now, and they've just stayed on me about everything. Really, some wonderful, some wonderful people. So yes. yeah,
0: I wanted to talk to you about that. We we had you know when we were chatting with each other, you had told me that you were tight with uh, Bodie and and Joel and
1: yes, I am.
0: Are you are you just uh, I'm trying to uh, phrase this. Are you just a disciple of the system, like are you a disciple of Joel's system, I, or
1: I wouldn't say that I'm a disciple of the system because you have to know the system and you have to be good with the system to be a disciple of it. Uh huh. And I am not yet. I was just talking to Joel last night about some issues that I'm having that I can't follow and figure out. So maybe later down the road, I will be, you can call it that, uh-huh. but I'm still working on some of that uh, with some of the, you know, whenever it comes down to this is your last arrow or you're tied up with a guy and the nerves are there, or this is a shoot off. That's where I really start to struggle at. And uh-huh. That's where I kind of lose it at. So I've been working on that. And those are some good people there though. we shot in Cascadian for state's uh, safari or maybe even field heck I can't remember which one it was and me and Bodie hung out till like midnight shooting a little bitty two foot bow at baby peanut at seventy <laughs> yards. Me, him and Matt Linquist did. That you badass, look hard enough dude. on the internet you can find those videos. That's There's badass people. dude. <laughs> yeah. We stripped fletchings off of arrows and we're shooting bear shafts and two fletchings out of a little long bow. It was impressive.
0: <laughs> well that's cool dude.
1: Yeah. Um
0: let me ask what kind of release do you shoot? like you know, uh, cause we're talking about the system and all that, like, right. I
1: actually shoot a fulcrum flex. Uh, huh. and then I also shoot as of probably a f- few weeks ago. I shoot also Stan clicker button as well. I'm you working on the clicker button. I do. How do I you do like it. I think it is a very, very good tool. Yeah. I think it is, uh is. I've had a hard time picking up a hinge again since I've shot it. No shit. I really have. It's, it is the most interesting thing that is so simple that it's hard to believe that no one has come up with this Dude, yet.
0: So Doug Rawson was telling me the same thing where he's like, this is a pretty cool idea that, you know, I, I kind of chalked it up to being a dumb idea when I first heard about oh, it. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I did, too, when I
0: first heard about it. But Doug was I saying about it, there's travel you know, in it. So, you know. Oh, there's lots of travel. So when you pull it to click, you're preloading your thumb to the exact spot every time.
1: Yep. I was actually shooting a small video whenever you texted me earlier about that exact thing about the travel.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And that was – that's something that I have always struggled with. People always talk about a hot thumb button. Or, uh-huh. You know, we all know probably Kai from up in Portland. Yeah. A super hot button.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And just for me, I tried that for a long time, and that's where some of that anticipation came from was a super hot button with no travel in it. Oh, it's For me, it has got to have a bunch of movement in it. And for some guys, that doesn't work at all.
0: Right, right. It's a preference I, thing. I shoot my buttons with zero travel on it, but I shoot them hot, you know, just the same. Um, right. So in Darrington, were you shooting your fulcrum,
1: or were you shooting— Yeah, no, I did, and it broke while I was there on the second day. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, it was—the uh, guys were standing behind me, and they, were, they noticed it very, very, very easily. They noticed that Louis kept pointing it out. He's like, I don't know how you're doing what you're doing, but you need to keep doing it. <laughs> so I would bring, I would bring the pin into the target, uh-huh. and then I would start through the process of you know the click and all that good stuff, and it would never click sometimes, and then sometimes it would, and it would just go off.
0: Dude, that same shit happened to me when I shot field nationals.
1: Yep, no it was joke. not a very fun experience. I was at shooting
0: all. A, a Carter Total Control, and it rained, and it was back before the Total Control. There used to be like a lock, or they—you could send your total control in. They'll put a lock screw on the two moons so that oh they yeah wouldn't, they uh-huh. wouldn't shift, right? And so I never kind of like the Scott ascent
1: where you can make the two moons lock together exactly, exactly. Yep.
0: And I I never sent it in because I was too lazy. I'm like, no way, this thing's gonna fail. And it rained, yep. and after it rained, dude, it was like I get a click sometimes, and then not get a click other times. So yep. it was like every shot you just had to load safe. And
1: then just fucking, you know, thumb yeah, off the peg and, and fucking pull, dude. <laughs> and that's what I did, too, is I I had one in the morning where I missed and almost shot it in the tire. Uh, it was like a 30-yarder, and I almost shot it in the tire. And that's when I knew something was wrong. Uh-huh. But it was impossible for me to reach in my bag and grab something different. I said, well, if the process works, this should be fine. I should be able to figure this out. So all day long, I would just bring the pin into the target before I'd ever let my thumb off of the barrel and just pray that something would happen. Damn, and it, dude. And it did. And it was on the fourth or fifth target is whenever it started happening. So it's we right. were all sitting there, Matt Linquist, everybody's trying to operate on this thing and make it, figure it out. I said, all right, guys, let's just forget about it. And I will work through it throughout the day. It'll Damn, be fine. Damn,
0: dude. Well, well done, man. Like, shit in the face of an adversity like that. It's
1: fucking nuts. And we were supposed to end up in a shoot off at the very end of it. Uh huh. So I went and talked to—I don't remember. It was Jeff McKee. Jeff McKee came over to me and handed me another, an identical one to it, and was like, "Here, you don't need this problem right now." Uh huh. And so I started. I started to do that, but I didn't understand that we don't shoot off. The amateurs don't shoot off. Apparently. Uh huh. They just give it I had no next it was X count, but it was counted on the animal round, which once we talk about Sunday, we were the end of Sunday. I will tell you kind of how that played out. Yeah. Well, wait on me. So Sunday at the very end of Sunday, we had two or three targets left to go. Me and Alex Cooley looked at each other and we knew that we were both dead even tied. <laughs> and we were dead even tied the day coming into it, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I told Alex, I said, hey, do you like pressure? And he goes, I like it. And I said, OK, cool. I said, if you want this, you can win it right here. Or I can win it, whichever way you want to do this. And so he hit a dot. I think it was like a 40-yarder. He hit that dot. And I missed that dot. And he's like, okay. So then we go to the next target, and it's the last one. It's a 16-yarder, the one we started on. And I said, you want to win it? And he he said, of course I want to win it. And he shot and shanked it a little tall, like an inch tall or whatever. And I was just somehow able to hit that dot, that little baby dot down there. And I said, now I guess we get to shoot off. But apparently what it is is <clears throat> the dots on Sunday, the animal round, counts as X's. So I got another X I had an X on him apparently. And we didn't have to shoot off. Damn, dude. So we ended up tied. So it was Hunter was a few ahead of me. I don't know how many. I don't think it was very many at all. And then it was me and then Alex Cooley and we were we had the same score he just had one less x than i did right if the hunter was day two
0: he was only one up he he only got one up on you and then right the animal round you got one up on him right holy cow dude
1: it was tight it was very 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 tight
0: oh that dude that's pretty cool that's a cool way to end yeah. it
1: yeah it was yeah i came away from there with a with a new experience and one that we've already planned our trip to i believe it's south dakota uh-huh. next year uh-huh. for the next one uh i'm not sure how they do that where they uh host it all the time uh-huh. but i know that it flip flops back and forth every few years or something between Darrington and all these other places so yeah. there's mechanicsburg and yeah. some other ones i did well.
0: mechanicsburg which is a really easy like flat course I, I, I really enjoyed it
1: i heard that from a couple of people that i talked to that that was a pretty easy course yes but i also heard that uh this one here there that you're going to shoot an easy course and then you're going to shoot a hard one and another hard one. I don't think I shot an easy course all weekend. So <laughs> yeah, I don't geez. know what they're talking about. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I've heard Darrington is it's all deep end. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's all bad as I like to say. And, uh, there's a, there's a place over there though, that I think some of the silver seniors, if I have that right, I don't understand all the technicalities of it. Silver seniors or master seniors shoot. What's called Dylan, and apparently it is just completely flat. And I didn't know that they even had that. It's behind the practice range up there. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, all right, that's cool. I'm like, I'm, I asked if we could go shoot that on Sunday for our animal round, and they laughed at.
0: Me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that's wild, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, man, okay, I, I see so many parallels here with like my own field experience. Mm-hmm. Granted, I mean, I, not even remotely going to take away from what you did because in Darrington, it's just a harder course, hands down. And, it, like, I, I, I'm i not even going to try to argue that. But it sounds cool that, you know, you're neck and neck with a guy and you're, like, like putting it on each other to do well. Yes. Know? And you guys aren't, like, you know... The guys that I shot with, they were all ready to like, let you make a fuck up and then just not tell you until after, (laughs) you know what I mean? And
1: that was something that I think all of our groups had discussed prior to it, Uh that we would not stand for watching somebody make a mistake or, you know, it's super easy. I mean, it's long days, it's tons and tons of errors. It's way more, it's way more errors than we shoot in Safari and it's not, it's, Way easier to make a mistake in field, which I did this year at State Field. I shot three zeros this year in State Field. And, of course, you never shoot a bad zero, so they're all just piped X's. And then guys are like, yeah, you can't do that. It's like you're two from here, two from a different stake, right? And it was that, yeah. Yeah. It it didn't work out. Louis was standing beside me. He's like, hey, how about you not do that again?
0: I got busted at State Field last year doing that, I think.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough experience. So I was pretty vigilant as to what I needed to do up there and I had the rules on my phone cuz I wanted to make sure that somebody wasn't trying to steer me wrong or tell me wrong. Right. Heck, right. I had no idea that it was going to end up everybody that I knew minus the Texan that was going to end up in the, you know, the finals of it.
0: Right. Right. I mean, dude, it's a good thing to do is to have, you know, have the rules on your phone. Um I you know, it's like you don't want to think people are going to like let you fail, but it does happen. Like
1: I I've never been I've never been exposed to watching it firsthand, but I've heard multiple stories across the board of people watching people shoot zeros and laugh at them. And then, oh, they're going to load another arrow and they're going to do it again. Let's laugh some more. at them. Right. Right. And like, I just don't stand for that. The and there are, was a oh, there sorry. was a massive I need to I need to iterate this, that there was a massive mistake made by their group that was right behind us this year. Uh-huh. There was a. Uh, so it was – Lou. I don't know if I have all the names right. Don't quote me on this. But we had Louie. We had – now I can't even think of all the rest of their names. There was, a couple, there was a few other guys that were in there. And they started on target 13 for the day or target – yeah, target 13. Then they – for that was their practice target. They moved to target 14 was their first official scoring target. And then 15 in that where you flip at. And they did not flip. So they actually ended up on the entire day. They shot one target correctly. They shot twenty-seven zeros. Oh my god! (laughs) It was (laughs) fuck. And they admitted it, and they went up there and they told the judges or the you know the judges and the officials and stuff, Uh and they told them they were super stand up about it. It wouldn't have changed anything per se, Uh but uh, it would have. I think it would have knocked one guy or move somebody around on the podium i'm not sure how it was supposed to shake out there was a lot of different stories that were out there about it but they had it updated for a little bit and then it went away so it was i'm just glad it wasn't like a number one guy that had a super huge lead on everybody and then ended up being in the back of the pack that would be just terrible to watch happen so thank god that didn't happen
0: dude when i shot field um like the guys in my group were were they were all cool guys, but they were mm. re- they were ready to watch one dude like just fucking, uh, like totally shank it and shoot zeros. Yeah, shoot a zero, and I was yep. like, I was like, yo, 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 yo. I was like, let's not do that. And so, you know, I I, you know, I I knew that you know this kid was sitting in like third place, and it was like, all right, you guys are gonna beat him? You gotta beat him, you know, or we gotta beat him on our talent, not just fucking. Oh yeah. Making a mistake. Yeah. You
1: know? It's a game of rules, you know, and that's the worst part about it. And the greatest part about it, in the same token, is that it's a game of rules and you follow them. And if you don't, you can shoot, you can clean it. You can shoot as many X's as you want to do, but you can shoot them all in the wrong X, too.
0: Yeah. And yeah. That's,
1: that's the rough part about it. That's why I do enjoy safari so much as I do because, you know, generally you have one dot or do you have a few dots when you're up close and it's two arrows. And, you know, you can you pretty much can figure out what not to do. <laughs> oh, it must be nice. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so when I texted you tonight, Travis, you were shooting. You were shooting yeah. your bow. And you were saying, yeah. like, you're ready to, you know, you're,
1: you're going to punch your ticket. What's What tournament are you training for now?
0: Oh, I'm training
1: for one I have not gone to since I was a young child. I've not been to Vegas in many a year. I've not been there since twenty. 20- 13 or 2012 I've not been there so you're already shooting indoor Uh, I'm shooting x impacts at uh 30 yards at Vegas targets that's what I'm doing god damn dude there's no rhyme. There's no reason behind it. But it it definitely keeps me in the loop of don't worry so much about the aiming. So that's just what I am do. That's what I do. That's why I, people talk about you're good at shooting those little baby dots because we shoot birdie dots at 50 all the time. That's kind of what I like to do.
0: Do you shoot with um, like Blake and his crew?
1: No, I do not. They are extremely north of me. They okay. are okay. probably right. eight they're hours, in Washington. seven
0: hours. They're way up there. Yeah, they're in Washington. So like you're you're – I don't want to say crew, but, like, your group, it's Louie, and do you have other...
1: Uh... No. No, it's generally, and, and really speaking, it's pretty much each of us by ourselves. We really don't shoot with anybody. It's pretty much... Wow. It's, you know, it's all by yourself or wow, anything. Wow, dude. Which cool. is not as much fun as you would think. It's not. I know.
0: I know, dude. And, and honestly, it's, I think it's harder... To make those improvements, when you don't have friends to to benchmark off of, you can't all the benchmark
1: time. off of it. There's no improvements. There's no motivation. I know you can sit around and mess around and put your bow down. Oh, I'm going to go do this now or I whatever. You, you really got to be self driven, right? You know? I'm I'm very blessed to own a shop here in town. I own Rogue Valley Powder Coating. Oh, um, really? So I have a very I have a very large shop to where I can shoot indoors at all hours of the night. So when you text me tonight, I was inside and you know I was able to be shooting in there.
0: Oh, hell yeah, dude.
1: Yeah. All right, Traps,
0: you powder cutter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ah, badass. Okay, so I thought I was the only guy getting a jump on people shooting indoor. Now that I found out you're doing it, I'm like, God
1: damn it. No, I, I, need, to, I need to do it because, you know, Vegas is literally just around the corner. I have a 1440 at grape steaks I will be attending here in a couple of weeks. You're going to do our, our grape steaks? Absolutely, I will be. I've no, oh, I will not shit, miss it for the dude. world. And then I will shoot the Nevada City 900. Uh-huh. And that will be the end of my year. Holy smokes, dude. You're going to be down here for two events. Yes, I will be. Oh, that's badass. Travis. Yep, I've never attended one of those matches like that. And I thought that this would be something I would, uh, I couldn't miss it. After I heard about it, and I missed it last year by not knowing about it. Uh And I just, I'm not going to miss it this year. I've been talking about it for months now. I I talked about it before Darrington. Travis, how old are you? I am 25 years old.
0: You got the eye of the tiger, man. (laughs) I see it, man. I see it. I mean, I I started a little later. I was in my 30s, but I had that hunger, you know, where it's like, I'm going to fucking shoot everything. And just you know, fucking I, you know, you can't get enough of it.
1: I started this whenever I was nine years old is when I started. I took a very long leave of absence when I moved to the state of Iowa. Uh-huh. There was not very many shoots and things to do that were, you know, not three D driven, trying to copy some of the ASA stuff. So I, I got away from it for a long time and then when I moved here a couple of a couple of years ago, I started back on it and it's 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 gone it's going back the way I wanted it to. So I haven't shot Vegas or any of those big events like that since 2012 or 13. And I was right there with running with them. I think I shot a 97 and a 99. Damn. Whenever I was, I think I was 11 or 12 when I shot both of those. It was me, Chris B. and Dylan McGeorge is who was fighting for it.
0: God damn, Travis. Yep. Dude, you, you're always so quiet about this
1: shit, dude. Like, <laughs> I never
0: knew all there's this no, stuff about you. There's no
1: point in it. It's, that's the yesteryears. Everybody can talk about yesteryears just like old guys talk about their college days. Yeah, glory days, right? Yeah, glory days. That doesn't mean anything now.
0: Uh, dude, I am right there with you, man. It Like, the, the second the event's over, it's like, uh, all right. It's yeah. basically never happened now at this point.
1: Yeah, exactly. I've it, does, it, it doesn't matter at that point. It's over with. You know, you can talk about it at camp and have good laughs and talk about how you did well. But, you know, now we're on to the next one.
0: Dude, you're a beast. That's such a beast mentality. I, I used to, I mean, I'll be the glory day guy here, but at the, I used to have that exact same mentality. But now I'm. Oh,
1: uh, uh, We still talk about you to this day about about that year. I think you shot one down or clean Nevada City, one of the two.
0: Uh, no, I shot one down in Mechanicsburg, where it's nice and flat. <laughs> oh, Mechanicsburg. And I, I cleaned there Lodi. was somebody
1: that we, I, were, we were talking about, and they are like, oh yeah, Wendell cleaned this thing one time. I was like, holy yeah. smokes.
0: I cleaned Lodi, but I mean, it's very big, very big dots in Lodi.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is very true. Yeah.
0: There were some things working in my favor there. <laughs> right. The weather... that's
1: kind of how I felt this year whenever I shot Nevada City. That was where... I just got my bow probably, I think it was two weeks before that. The RTX? Yeah, I got my RTX then, Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to go down there and put on a good showing. But I don't understand how you can miss giant pumpkin ball dots at 30 yards and then (laughs) still shoot a fire score. What did you shoot? What did you shoot in Nevada City? Oh, I shot a 917 like an idiot (laughs) on the first day, and then I missed two on Sunday, and that was it. Wow. That's pretty solid, yeah, that was a that was a good one there. And I missed everything under 30 or it was at 30 yards. Those great big dots on those fish and everything else. Those were <laughs> those were nightmares for some odd reason. <laughs> I didn't miss it's a bear the buffalo, none of the hard stuff. Uh, uh-huh. double smoked all that good stuff, but it was the 30 yarders that just somehow plagued my weekend. Uh-huh. And and then I 20'd my first target of the day on Sunday, and, and then the rest of the day was good. Wrote it out clean after that. Yep, wrote it out, which is rough on the back side of that course. I forgot how bad the back of that
0: course yeah. is. Yeah, Always, it seems like you know the outlaws. They're very smart about making
1: day two just a little tougher.
0: Oh, you know, one tougher. way or another. We need, to
1: have, we need to have a different conversation if that's a little tougher. <laughs> Stand out there and you shoot that big long bomb in that in that sun. That
0: yeah. Was the worst one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, damn. So let me ask, Chad. Uh, I got a couple questions for you here. What, okay. What's your average uh, indoor score looking like?
1: Um, The average indoor score for competition like, or for practice? Oh, I'll say practice.
0: Uh, I'm just curious what you throw down for on uh, on a Vegas face.
1: As of late, it's been with a 300, with 27, 28. Whoo, Lordy as of late but uh competition that's probably gonna wane we we're probably gonna throw a great big nine in there and probably shoot something stupid like a two ninety nine twenty five. <laughs> no 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 dude yeah that's that's pretty much how that ends up going
0: come on you've read with winning in mind right yeah i, I understand that but uh <laughs> jo- full, then don't tell you don't do that my blood no 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 dude <laughs> come on you gotta visualize an attack you that's got it. this dude yeah, yeah. um Okay, so here's my other question. Because you, okay, you set up, you picked up the RTX, you, you had two weeks, you set it up, and then you took it to Nevada City. You're able to throw it down 917. Yep. What kind of tuning do you do when you set up a bow?
1: Oh boy, this could take a long time. So I are you, so are I you actually running it?
0: Up... Oh, like I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But are you? No, running you like, go right ahead. Are you running your knock point low and low through the burger hole? I do not actually. Yeah. What did you? I do not. Do you tie a loop I... and uh, find the spot, or do you just run it? You have a No, s- system here. the way that I
1: start, I pull the bow out of the box, okay. and from that moment forward, I'm going to tie a D-loop on it, and I'm going to put a blade on it, and I'm going to go shoot it just the way it is, just like that. No bars, no sight, no nothing. Okay. You pull it out of the box. I want to get at least 25 shots through it before I ever put a thing on it. 25 30 shots you're unfamiliar with the draw cycle you're unfamiliar with the bow completely hand grip the whole thing uh-huh. there's no way you can throw a rest on it go shoot it through paper and then now we're going to go step out and shoot 80 yards that's not going to work like that right you're never going to find a good tune you're going to get me all over the place from your frustrated so i get those shots through the bow i put a set of bars on it not a sight just a set of bars with no weights on it and then i'm going to put I'm going to add on my typical weight that I like to see on a bow. I'm going to run my bar out on the side. I'm going to put X amount of weight there, X amount of weight on the front. And generally, it's pretty even to start out. Uh-huh. And I'm going to check to see how the bow aims. I'm going to throw a sight on it. No particular hole on the lock or anything like that. Okay. Just real,
0: check it. Real quick, Travis. Do you run in your bars out of the front? Like you run your back bar off the front bushing?
1: Yes, I do. I do not like mine to be on the back bushing or down low okay because of as you know all the angles that we shoot here kind of up where we are
0: mm-hmm.
1: i don't like it because of the torque that it gives the yes. bow it i don't a like, like that at all on the yeah it, it puts a lot of ton. it puts a ton of it on there and especially if you run a lot of weight yes. i find that it is just it, it's a monster to even try to shoot it down or up a hill especially downhill more than uphill Um, but that's kind of the way that I start that off.
0: You're one of the only guys that I've heard say that. And I, I've, I've thought that, like, I've known this for some time shooting a Matthews and, uh, you know, I've, I've run my bar, you know, high bushing, low bushing, all that shit. Yep. And, uh, yeah, running it low, like it holds real nice, but you, you end up imparting a crap ton of torque on the bow.
1: I think you can shoot a way better, use this term loosely. You can shoot a way better Vegas match with a bar down low than you can up on that bushing. But the second you take it outside put skinny arrows in it and go shoot it down a hill, it's going to go all of hell. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree, dude. I, I think- got all of this information from a very key place and I wanted to run that the way that it had been said forever on this bow. Uh-huh. I mean that bow, you know, there's a there's a guy out there that's won, you know, the biggest event there is with it set up the way that i ran it and it's not to try to copy something it's that if you look at somebody and you can say man i hold a bow that way Mm -hmm. i shoot a bow that way so let's try that so i ran it that way and it came out and it ran perfectly who was it and i was what's of course it's Gaius. oh it's Gaius. he He runs his he runs his stuff the identical way that i do and it's not that And, of course, he has got way better tuning techniques and all those things than I do, and that's all great and good. But I don't have a way to sit there and put a bow in any type of hooter shooter or anything to figure out where things should be. So it's all off of feel. Uh And if you look across the board at everybody that shoots an RTX, there's a pretty good percentage chance that it's going to be a front bar and it's going to be kicked a good ways out yes there's not going to be a big swoop down there's one exception and that's blake there's not going to be a big swoop down and a lot of weight ran out there it's going to have a really hard kick out to the side Uh uh-huh and that's just how the rtx seems to shoot the best the best scores i've seen shot out of those bows with good guys is set up that way so i thought well let's run it that way and it turned out it ran really well and i have i have a couple of them so I set one up with it down low, and it was just—it's just not good.
0: <laughs> it's just not good. Um, not good. Let me—I I have a couple questions. Uh, like, so, what is your starting weight? What do you start putting on your bars when you when you're setting up for feel and stuff?
1: So what I'm gonna try to do is I'm gonna try to mat—I'm trying to match each thing. So I'm gonna go ten ounces on the front, ten ounces on the rear. Okay. And that's not anywhere near a finished weight. Right. The finished weight. Where I look at a finished weight out is that I can get away with the least amount of weight with the little amount of pin movement. Mm-hmm. So whenever I set it up and I'm okay, well, this looks pretty good here. Let's move our D loop up. If we're getting some dips and some bobbles and some things there, I might add just a little bit of weight on the rear of it. And it's all different. You can move your bar up and then you can get some weird shake out to the left. It's all in the yes. person. There's no... There's no tuning guide to bars, I don't believe. I think it's all in the person themselves. I think you are. Because will say the same. Louis will say, well, I move mine up, and now I'm bobbing out the top or left or at 1 o'clock. And then he'll move it down, and he's like, oh, and now I'm more out the top. Yes. That's totally different than what happens to me.
0: I have found that for indoor also. Like, I, I'll yes. move my bars around for indoor and think going one way is going to solve something just makes it worse.
1: Oh, it's way worse. You don't, you think that, you're holding and you're getting these you're getting these circles. So you're from your counterclockwise or clockwise, whichever way, it doesn't matter, and then you move the bar out, and now you're just stuck out at nine o'clock or you're on the opposite <laughs> side of the spectrum, you're stuck at three, and you're like, What the hell is this? <laughs> so yeah. you're starting
0: at ten and ten, and I would imagine you're putting a crap ton of shots through your bow to figure out, you know, we're gonna take one off here, add one here.
1: Yes. But my biggest point on a setup of a bow is I will drill it into anybody's head is draw links, draw links draw links really It can be you can have for me especially and I don't know if this is for everybody else but the hold of the bow for me is all about sometimes in the draw links. Mm-hmm. if you don't have your draw links just right for you. And it had changes, obviously, from release to re- release. That's why I stick with one and run it. Yes. Because the, the, the head. Yeah, the neck the length pull, on the release. The whole thing. It, it's all a whole thing. So you have to find something that you're going to shoot pretty much. And that's where you set that bow up at. Mm-hmm. That, that's at least where you set your draw length at. I've, and my bow goes through, in and out of a press probably 10, 15 times a week. <laughs> just work, just working on whenever I'm not trying to shoot. like Not when I know when there's a national's coming up or a big outlaw or anything else or a state or whatever when i'm just working on things trying to get it just that much better it'll be in and out of a press a ton uh-huh. a twist here a tw- half twist there uh-huh. you just know the just a fine tune your drawing very very fine tuning all the time yeah Now, dude it's interesting you said that
0: i tried to um, my buddy uh my buddy johnson shoots like a knock to it release and i put i was huh? like dude shoot a true ball and i put a true ball in his hands and the head length was so much shorter, it completely changed his anchor point. Yes. And, and I was just like, okay, hey, it makes sense. Like like everything you're saying makes sense. All my re- releases are very similar. Like Yes, I, mine I was, are too. So it's like I you know, most of my changes are really subtle. I have never noticed until like just recently, like, holy crap. You can really fuck someone's shit up if by just handing them a different
1: release. Yes, you can. And I found that out in the past couple of weeks whenever I got a hold of my clicker button versus my hinge is that they are so drastically different you have to put one away or yeah. you have to shoot your other bow with one and commit to that because if you bounce back and forth you're never going to find a happy medium not what right. this is not a one size fits all deal right at all.
0: i would imagine yeah you got to commit yes. so okay you got your um you get your 10 and 10 on i have you're taking a crap ton of shots to suss out what kind of weight what kind of weight did you end up settling with with rtx
1: so, both RTX, one RTX is different than the other, and I cannot figure out why. I've checked limb deflection. I've checked everything there is to check. But one of them is running 14 in the front and 28 in the rear. Ooh, nice. And then the other one is 17 and 32. God damn!
0: <laughs> and I don't. I
1: cannot figure out why that bow is just different, but there's something about it that's different
0: god damn i are put you... it
1: on draw boards i put it on everything there is to check you point I 60 pounds hot... on both uh six yes both 60 pounds one is just a touch hotter than the other mm-hmm. but it's not it's the exact opposite of what you would think for bar weights and things
0: and are you running bright strings on both or what, what strings do you shoot on those
1: uh actually i shoot bright strings on one and there's a set of gas on the other
0: Interesting. what kind of gas strings do you like
1: uh, let me think. I think that is the ghost uh-huh. IV. It's whatever, it's whatever, uh, Kendall Woody sent me. I have no idea which whatever one it was. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll take them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I
1: don't remember which ones they were. It came on it whenever I got it from him.
0: <laughs> Damn. Okay. So, in this process of, now, do you fuck with your peep height when you're trying to dial in your length? Because, in my I experience, wish... <laughs> peep height no, comes. Because change things you know
1: yes i wish louis was sitting here beside me because he would tell you about the crazy thing that i did up at state 3d what? yes <laughs> <Pisces> <laughs> what, changed. Did you, what
0: did you do wait wait you gotta, you gotta let us in on that
1: okay so i went into day one at state 3d and this is the weekend before Darrington. okay i went in and shot 46 up on the week or on saturday and i led everybody by i don't know uh, four or five grips and so we went and, and I go to the practice range after that. It is hotter than a hill. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm taking this thing apart. This thing's defective. And I pulled my peep, pulled everything out of it. And he's like, you just shot crazy good. I'm like, yeah, it's, something's fucking broken, though. I don't understand. <laughs> it. And so I changed all of that. My, I mean, I pulled my peep. A lot higher. I changed my D loop. I rolled it up some more, and I finally got it all worked out. But yes, the peep heights to me is a great big deal. It needs to be. I have a very certain location. It's not a measurement, but it is a very certain location as to where I anchor and how I should open my eye every time and look. I shouldn't have to search for anything.
0: Right. Right. So you're going by feel. It, I mean, I imagine you know, different axle axle bow is going to be a different different spot. You're going to have to go. By oh yeah. Feel.
1: And it's and it has to do with cam too. It's not just that's even right
0: because your cam size ultimately changes
1: your string angle. Right, because I shoot an SE cam on my RTX, and I had a S2 cam on my Duo, and I measured the two of them, and there is a great difference between the two of them at full draw, the way it comes shit. off the cam. Damn.
0: Yes, dude. When I first met you, you were shooting my favorite bow. You were shooting a podium.
1: It is hanging on my wall
0: right now with my ermine from Reading. <laughs>
1: I'm looking at it right now. I fucking love that bow. And the color that you is, have is... That is, Aaron, that is Aaron Hall special right there. That's Aaron's bow? That's Aaron's bow. It's sitting on my wall right dude, now. Dude,
0: I fucking shot with Aaron in Fresno when yep. he was shooting that fucking bow, dude. Yep, with
1: the blue strings on it.
0: I thought that was the sickest bow I'd ever seen in my life. That's I still, his to this day, I still think that's one of the sickest bows, dude.
1: So the, there's a small story, a quick one for that bow. There is that that bow was a total accident. My bow got left up against an oven. I have great big ovens in our powder shop here, uh-huh. and my bow got left up against an oven, and a door got open, and so the heat was rolling through the crack of the door, and it melted my limbs on my Performax. Whoa! <laughs> I left <laughs> that afternoon, drove down to Redding, and bought that bow from Ron Perry. No shit. And then rolled up two days later and went and shot an outlaw with it. Yep. God damn, that's cool, dude. Yeah, I shot my best score ever in Reading with that bow, and it's it hangs up because of that reason. It's never been shot since. Oh, that's
0: so cool, dude. Yeah, Uh, I have a a soft spot in my heart for the podium. It is a it, – it's a good machine. Yeah. as. bringing as me as very as well. As much as I hate Hoyts, for whatever reason, the podium oh, I know. is I such can't. an awesome bow. I
1: think I've owned, think I've owned four Invictas, and I think I've sold them within three days of every time. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've had, I cannot get along with I've that. I've had one of each, dude. Same. <laughs> that podium was fire, and then the Invicta for me was just total dumpster fire. Yeah, dude. I don't get it. I, I, I know exactly – you know what's
0: crazy? Podium doesn't have the string stop. You know what I mean? So you think yep. it's like – all right string stop is going to make a softer shot all this other shit and it's just like fuck man the podium didn't
1: need it the podium was Not, that fucking good yeah it didn't need it, it, it yeah it didn't at all and <laughs> i don't know if it was i don't know the geometry of the cam a spiral versus an svx they are obviously very very similar uh-huh. but something about the geometry of the riser with the invicto versus the podium i it, i just didn't get along with it at all
0: same same. Yep. I blame the same thing. I blame yep. uh, limb geometry, all that shit.
1: Yep, it was just no good for me. I shot one. I actually had four or five bows here a couple of months ago, and it was just yeah. It obviously went to the RTX by a long shot.
0: Well, yeah. It seems like you've settled on a on a good set set of bows here, dude.
1: Well, it never—I honestly picked up the Invicta. I drove all the way down to—tell me if I'm pronouncing this right Miltapas, Milpitas, something Milpitas. like that. Yeah. Yes, I drove all the way down there to go pick up one. I was so desperate to figure out what the hell I need to do here. God damn, dude. Drove down there, picked that bow up, and instantly once I got back, it was no dice, no good.
0: I, it's so the, What's trippy about some of the Hoyts, and I'm, I'm just talking like, you know, for everyone that shoots a Hoyt that loves it, you know, Rudy Sandoval— that's fine. That's fine. That I'm cool with that. But yeah. for whatever reason, it's like the first couple times you're shooting it, you're like, "All right, this is different. Maybe I can get used to this." And then it's like, you know, 3 days in, you're like, "All right, I can't get used to it. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what the fuck this is, dude. This is nuts." And that's ex- and that's
1: exactly what happened to me. Yeah. Uh, there, me too. <laughs> it was less than it was less than 100 shots, I can tell you that much. <laughs>
0: God damn, dude. Well, it looks like he set, you know, he settled on a good set of bows here. You know, PSEs yeah. are legit. Um, oh yeah,
1: they definitely are.
0: Let me ask, what kind of let off are you running on your PSE?
1: I run mine all the way maxed out, so I'm at 65 percent on mine. Okay.
0: So I have
1: right around, right around, I hover around that 20, 20 21 pounds of holding weight area. Damn, dude, beefy. Yeah, it is a little beefy. Uh, that does change. I think for most of the stuff this year, I shot maybe like 18, but it really doesn't change very much. Once I shot that podium, it really, I couldn't get away from you know drastic right. holding weight. It just never worked out for me. I shot that S2 cam, and hell, I think it had like eight or nine pounds of holding weight on that duo, and it just didn't work for me. Right,
0: right. No. I, yeah, I, I can imagine. You know, some of the, I mean there's a, a, a group of people that like low uh low holding weight but it's generally for a specialized reason it'll be you know, yes because they can get away with it for either it's... indoor or they are you know
1: or they have a severe injury like a shoulder injury that they can't you know, oh, yeah they can't hold all
0: that-hmm
1: that's a that's one that I've noticed a lot of too or they have they just switched over from shooting a hunting bow and now they're just now starting out shooting a target bow yes you know they're not used to having to hold anything so yeah, yeah that's big a big time. one too yeah. you bo- do you bow hunt travis yes i do i bow hunt uh, very very often do you uh... <laughs> god damn
0: it dude. <laughs> that's fucking dope <laughs> i'm trying to i suck at it uh so are you shooting the uh, uh, uh pse for hunting as well yes i am which one
1: so i shoot i still shoot uh, an evo NXT33 is what i shoot i've been shooting it for years now mhm um that's a good ass bow dude yeah it is i love that bow um they came out with like an evl i think it was like a 35 too i thought about doing that and i just stuck with what i know i've shot it for i don't know probably three or four years now
0: yeah dude let me ask uh because we're on the you know talking about the axle axle and stuff uh-huh. what's your draw length
1: my draw length it hovers from right there at 29 29 and a quarter inches
0: oh damn dude big guy well, yeah, yeah, not I'm, Steve
1: Anderson, but still big.
0: I'm a extremely short drawling. Like I'm on the other end of the spectrum, so.
1: <laughs> I wish I had that. I really do. I wish I had the shorter drawings. I think I think guys with shorter drawlings have a little bit less to worry about sometimes.
0: No, dude, we are the most short. Short kings are the most discriminated demographic in the United
1: States. I heard a quote a long time ago that somebody said, and I can't remember for life who said it. And he goes, "Oh yeah, arrows got a lot less room to travel, a lot less screwing up to do." And I thought, <laughs>
0: "Yeah, <"That's> pretty funny." <laughs> I've thought of that too, dude. I I have legit thought about that as a as an advantage. Like um, like the shorter your draw length is, the larger your brace height
1: is relative to yeah, another person's. Too, so yeah, it is. <laughs> so when you look at like you look at a guy like Steve Anderson, you're like, man. That guy's a giant. Yeah, they Or hell, even – <laughs> actually, I just thought about this too. Hell, you got – Gaius is the same way. I think he's like 33 inches or yeah. something ridiculous as well. They're, you look at those guys, you're like, Man, how do you even get a bow to fit you? Tim Gillingham, another one?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, those guys got – and they got to
1: hold the – they
0: they must hold hella good. Or at least have a uh, really nice, uh, you know, execution. I'd like
1: to – hey, I'd like to see what their uh, mantis looks like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I Dude – I wanted to see sweet spot data from certain people because, um,
1: yeah, you won't ever get your hands on that. Yeah,
0: it, it, gone yeah. the way of the dodo, man.
1: Yeah, I would like to know too. There's a few of them out there, especially like Bodie. I'd like to know what his looks like.
0: I have heard um, some people. I think it was Broadwater was talking about using it to set up his draw length because yeah. you could find like the most consistent like execution inside your draw length window with one of those things.
1: Yeah, and you're uh, you're right on track with that, and that's what I was talking about when I was when I was talking about draw length. You know, mm-hmm. getting the proper draw length for your execution is huge. I don't have a mantis or a sweet spot or anything like that, but that's kind of the way that I play with it. Right. Is I do that exact thing, but I just record it in my head, like, man, that looks really good, or that's stuck at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, you do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, the old-fashioned way, the way, way God you know, non-technology.
0: <laughs> Analog, as they would say. <laughs> oh, man. Well, shit, dude. I, man, I don't have anything else to ask. You, you got anything you want to add,
1: man? Oh, uh, not really. I'm I'm kind of uh, at the end of our season here now. Uh, we've, I've ended out on a really good note, which I'm happy with.
0: I know, dude. Congratulations. You peaked. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say you peaked, peak, because there's still – I mean – your uh, careers are long, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So it's like yeah. you're at the very beginning of a very aggressive career here. Um But just in the, the short amount of time I've known you, I've known you from being a savage to being a savage on the podium, like right. very quickly, dude. And so I'm uh, just
1: st- sitting here looking back. I, I forgot to mention something. We were talking about Nevada city, mm-hmm. me and my team partner that uh, John Poston, he is from Shasta, California. Uh huh. Yeah. me and him shot the team event and that's where we had to shoot off with all those guys there. And then I ended up having to another guy that I want to plug is Alan. I ended up having to shoot against Alan Burnetta again <laughs> in the shoot off. Good old twice. AD. <laughs>
0: Oh, A. B. Yeah, he yeah. has had my number
1: for a long time. Oh, he's always he's always in the shoot off somewhere. He's always in the shoot and he always just edges me out every single <laughs> time. I hope Alan's listening to this because I got him on this one. Oh, he did. <laughs> I did. In yeah. Nevada City. Yeah, I did. I got because he got. Uh, I full shanked our team shoot off arrow, and then John st- did shot a good one. I think his was just in, and then. We walked up there, and I was like, man, Alan, I was like, You got me again. And he goes, the funny thing is we got to shoot again, buddy. And I'm like, no way. So it was me, Dave Gore, and Alan Burnetta. Oh, dude. And, uh, yeah, some absolute killers.
0: Yeah, absolute
1: killers, dude. Exactly. Absolute killers. And I was just able to edge out Dave and uh, Alan, which was oh, cool. well things. done, dude. <laughs> because uh, Alan got me at BTB by a long shot. If anybody reviews the footage on that, whenever they live stream that one. Mm-hmm. Alan shoots, it's you and Alan both. I don't know how you don't remember this. Oh, I remember. Alan absolutely pipes that one, and then I think it was Heather that goes, I don't know how you follow up that shot. Well, of course, <laughs> I didn't follow it up. I shot it just out of the top. Well, it's better than I shot it, so. Well, you know, I, you know <laughs> and my, my partner in that, Louie, he, he said, "Well, I'm going to aim left because the wind is blowing and it'll mm-hmm. blow me out left." So he shot one out left, and I was like, "Well, I guess I got to do something here. I don't know what to do." <laughs> well, shank.
0: that's cool. You got a B in uh, Nevada C. He, he doesn't need a yeah. One it's ball. all right.
1: He'll get he'll give me one back here next year. I know he will. Hell yeah, dude.
0: Hell yeah. So. Well, dude, Travis, I'm I'm glad to see you doing so well. Like honestly, it, dude, you and Louie are absolute savages. I've always wanted to get Louie on, and um, the fact that you guys. Put in. You guys are so dedicated to competing, and you know you, you're making the big drives to go do it. And,
1: uh... and there's nothing that's ever close for us, which is the roughest part. You know, mm-hmm. every time we, every year, it seems like the outlaws get further and further south. Which yeah. I, I hope that uh, you know, there's a little, there's a little thing out there that Louie's trying to put together that we're gonna have a, we're gonna have an outlaw up here. That'd be whole sweet. series up here. The, the renegades, if you will. And we're all going to meet in the middle, maybe at uh cascade or hopefully, uh, even Shasta, because that is a ridiculously hard course as well. Oh, I want to um, have a really, and have a real big, uh, you know, a finale. Like I, it should be. I
0: heard the Shasta course is looking real nice these
1: days. Jo- and that's John Poston's deal. Uh, he has oh, really turned God. that range around. That's John.
0: Dude. I actually talked to John at, uh, Yes. Oh, yes. The broadhead she did.
1: shoot. The broadhead that shoot. That is correct. Yeah. Yep. He told me that he talked to you. Yeah. Yep.
0: He's like, don't you talk shit about my uh, my fucking course, homie.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah, that's, that's John for you. He's a good dude, dude. And he is, I think he has almost single handedly taken that course and turned it around. I know that he actually has, he's an electrician. He's an electrician. He's got a company, the whole thing. He takes his guys and sends them out on that course to go work while they're on paid time for the company. So. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if we should. Well, no one's going to listen to that. So. No, no, no. That's, uh, he'll tell you right up front. That's what he does. He oh, sends that's... them out there, and they go out, and they cut bushes and do all kinds of stuff, but targets up. That's badass. I've always thought about
0: um, swinging by Home Depot and, like, loading up a truck with guys and then taking them out to the range. You'd be like, all right, dude, make this place look fucking pristine. Appa-
1: <laughs> apparently that there is – I did not know this, but he was talking to everybody that was down there for – we go down there and shoot on Thursdays. Uh-huh. Uh, and he talks about, there's a, the, the prisoners go down there and they help clean up, if I'm not badly mistaken. No shit. Yeah, they do. They go Wait, down there. Wait, you guys and go
0: down to Shasta and shoot on Thursdays?
1: Oh yeah, as soon as work is over, me and Louie load up the car and go make Holy the trek down there. Shit, and shit, dude. around and come back. How long of a drive is that? Oh shit, it's like, from, from my house, it's probably like an hour and forty.
0: Oh, damn.
1: I would think it's. That's I still I, a
0: fucking I... drive for a day's worth of shooting.
1: It's not even a day. It's like an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, an afternoon. Or yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. It is uh, it's like indoor league. No, it, yeah,
1: it's it's a good bit down there. It's a long ways.
0: Oh damn, dude. <laughs> well, like I said already, you got the eye of the well, man. I just sounds so gay to say you, eye of the tiger, man. But you guys are fucking driven, and you can d- definitely see it in your shooting. So
1: and we're still working on a windle. Still working. I, I mean, on
0: the the, ultimately, you know, we're going to be working on it forever. I, I, even Bodie is still working on it, you
1: know? Oh yeah. He works on it all the time. I have good conversations with him that you wouldn't even think about some of the things that he has to say. You just, you wouldn't, he goes out and he misses one on the weekend. He's like, I think I'm going to change this. I actually, I wouldn't change anything. I'd retire tomorrow. (laughs) Change the damn thing, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Getting to watch him shoot is a different experience. Yeah, uh, definitely.
0: I, you know, I've said before, like, what's cool about Bodies is he shows us all what's, you know, what we're all capable of.
1: Yeah. I think the coolest thing I've ever seen him do was when we were shooting, I think it was safari or maybe even field. No, it was definitely safari. We stayed out till midnight shooting that little bow. And then Louie had to come back to the camper the next morning. Was like, dude, are you going to get up? I'm like, Oh, crap. We're getting ready to blow the horn. We're got to go. I roll up, and Bodie is piling out of his camper with sleeping marks on the side of his head and goes out, and I think he missed one. (laughs) He shot one arrow for practice and then goes out and misses one on the day. It was was a beat. (laughs)
0: Uh, That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, dude, the bar is going up, man. Yeah, uh, it is. You guys are all carrying it, man.
1: It's an awesome thing to see. We'll be back down for Outlaws next year. We'll try to make some of them as many as we can, but they are just a little far south for us sometimes.
0: Yeah, no, I understand that.
1: I understand yeah. that.
0: Well, dude, thanks for coming on, Travis. Thanks for sharing, uh, you know, some of your knowledge with us and your experience.
1: Absolutely, I come on anytime you guys want us.
0: Hell yeah, dude! After you win the next one, man, I'll have you back on again.
1: Yeah, we'll give her a shot How about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks, brother. Again, it's it's great seeing you guys kick so much ass, dude.
1: Oh, well, we got uh, a few more to go to next year, and we'll see what we can do, buddy.
0: I know, dude. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna beg my wife to let me do Vegas. So maybe I'll see you in Vegas. But if not, I'll see you on the Outlaws. She gotta let me do one of them. Oh, if you're not in, if you're not in
1: Vegas this year, Wendell, you ain't even a shooter. Come on now.
0: Oh, I I know this. I know I'm kind of a couch uh, uh couch archer these days.
1: So. Yeah, I'm probably go probably go out and <laughs> go shoot for the win on that one. That's how you do it.
0: No, it, here's the thing. I don't mind being a couch archer, but I am in no way going to say I'm a competitor, you know, in that case. So that's why I use this platform to really shine the spotlight on actual competitors and like guys like you and like truly the guys I admire are guys like you that get out there, put, get on the road, go fucking compete, you know, pay for it out of pocket. You know what I mean? Like you guys are doing the the grind and that's, the most admirable shit to me especially in this
1: sport it is a grind and that's just one last thing we'll touch on is you know like at the at my shop and the guys are standing in there it's like oh let me guess you're leaving to go shoot an archery event you're damn right i'm leaving you guys take care of this (laughs) (laughs) what day are you leaving monday or tuesday you are gonna be gone all week (laughs) not quite
0: (laughs) dude that's fucking awesome man that's awesome well dude keep it rolling Travis will do buddy you have a good night alright have a good night brother thanks guys thank you alright guys I want to share one of my favorite products with you guys it is the Baker Archery Products Pro Shop Vice uh, my buddy Butch out in Idaho makes a sick bow vice uh, and you guys are probably wondering well, why do I need a bow vice It makes working on your bow super easy. It's one of those must-have things, like a bow press. Um, The shop vise, you mount it somewhere on your table, you know, with it you can manipulate your bow any which way and lock it into a stationary position. You can level your sight axes. you can set up arrow rests, install D-loops, knock knock sets, shit like that becomes real easy, stuff you can do really fast on the fly. and, you know, you probably do it better quality than doing it just sitting on your couch <laughs> in front of the TV. I'm not the only guy that likes these products. You guys might have heard of Kyle Douglas, and he uses these. If you have any interest in seeing how they work, check out my Instagram. I'm going to put up a setup video where I'm setting up my hunting bow with one of these bad boys. They are sold at bakerarcheryproducts.com for the low price of $240. $240. Through PayPal, you could be paying really low payments, like $22 a month. These things are legit, well worth the money. When you break it down into payments, shit, it's cheaper than hell. Check them out, bakerarcheryproducts.com. Tell my buddy Butch I directed you that way so he knows it is worth sponsoring this podcast, okay? All right. Guys, my favorite stabilizer is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. I've been talking about this bar for three years now. Um, if you guys know me, you know I am a whore for gear. And the one thing I've kept constant is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. You're probably going to ask why, why (laughs) Wendell. Well, quite frankly, the Carbon Craft Stabilizer is the stiffest, lightest, dampest stabilizer I've ever shot. Um... For the money, for the price point, it beats any other stabilizer. Performance wise, it beats any other stabilizer. Uh, if you're shooting any other bar, it's probably just because you're shilling. All right, check them out Carbon Craft stabilizers. You can order them with my friend Brian Webb down in Fresno, or you can call Rudy Sandoval at West Coast Archery. What's up guys? You guys know my opinions on bowstrings. I think the well, I think the top bowstrings in the world are made by Tom Parkinson. Uh, followed up by uh, Austin Kincaid. Those are some of my two favorites. I'm currently shooting uh, a set of bowstrings made by my good friend Nick Ingham. and I would urge you guys to get out and check them out. Uh, Flingham Nation Bow Strings, it's an Idaho company, takes pride in every strand, using only the best material, 452X, trusted by the pros, this is true, myself and Nick included. Well, I don't think I'm a pro anymore, but Nick is definitely a pro. Uh, stretch for hours, uh, ready to go for performance, I know Nick stretches the strings under an insane load. Um, you know, and you guys, if anyone knows Nick Ingham, he's a, an elite shooter. He is, I mean, I don't mean the bow company. He is a badass shooter. He's been on the podium with guys like um, Chris Schoff and uh, Kyle Douglas. Uh, if you guys want to check these strings out, go to FlinghamNation.com. That's Fling-E-M-Nation.com. Uh, you can follow Instagram, uh, follow on Instagram, Facebook, Flingham Nation. Um And another thing guys, if you order a set of strings from Nick, uh, use code unfiltered, you get 10% off a set of strings. I- I'm personally all about, uh, well, first I'm all about Nick. I, I love Nick as a dude personally. Um, I love his family and he's he's breaking into string building and he's building a damn fine set of strings. Uh, I'm gonna post up a video pretty soon of uh, me installing his strings, doing some timing setup on my bow. And uh, you guys can see the quality on there. All right. All right, y'all. Check them out. Fling them bowstrings. Finally, the show is brought to you by my friends Darren and Bet out in Napa, California. They are the owners and operators of DB Custom Coatings, the Sarah Coders out of Napa. Um,. My friends Darren and Bet, they coat bows. They can make your old shitty bow look freaking new and awesome. They can make your boring stock colors look rare and special. Uh, Darren does an amazing job coating. He does anything from solid colors to American flags to fades to anything. I've seen him do a Galaxy on a PSE before. It was nuts. Um, he does Casey Cawfield's bow. All right, check that out. Casey Coughlin on the side of the Lancaster truck. She's shooting the bow that Darren Sarah What does that tell you? Darren ain't no slouch. The dude is good enough for the Coughlin family. So, uh, yeah, Darren's the shit. He's a super cool guy. He does releases too. You know, don't don't just think that he doesn't uh, do other things. I know he's done inserts or outserts. I think for hunting arrows for Chris Schoff uh all kinds of stuff. So if you guys are interested, hit them up DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Uh you know, if you're a gun nut, if and you can disassemble your your rifle, Darren can cerakote that shit pink for you, you know? Um check them out. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Those guys are my friends. They're the one of the long-time oldest and biggest supporters of the show. So show them some love, all right? All right, everyone, good night. Peace.